previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. I quote lines from Tombstone every single day, Caddyshack every single day, and Major League every single day. So nice. now I guess I know I broke the rules there, but that's where I'm at. That's okay. okay. I need some honesty because Roxy makes fun of me. You cry at the end of Major League every time, right? I mean, who doesn't? Right. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> podcast on the wtfc podcast network hey roxy hey chuck hey, hey littles. littles roxy <sighs> chuck uh-oh yep <laughs> all right let me start here <laughs> hi littles hi littles it's been quite the uh couple roxy's days. in a mood we've been to the police station twice yes how's we have. that for a tease littles? we sure have we baked him cookies, though. That we was exciting. Did. Okay. Anyway, we'll get back to that. <laughs> We're like, how's that for the ultimate tease? <laughs> We're going to start here. Chuck, did you also have an Aunt Bunny, Steve Oswald, episode two? Now, that's referring to my Uncle Gus. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy Delirious is one of my all-time favorites. <laughs> now, he wrote P.S., Oh, first of all, Raphael is the last turtle from we were trying to figure out the team. Yes. And your dad wrote in about My that, too. My dad wrote in about that, too. We had a couple. Mm-hmm. And yep. so, Raphael, sorry, we left you out there. Yep. And he says, and Raw tops the list of comedy albums that I loved that probably would get me in trouble for listening to and laughing at today. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, we get that. Some things don't age well, but mm-hmm. they were funny in their time. Mm-hmm. And they still are funny, I think, in their time period, <laughs> as long as you can put yourself in that time period. Anyway, I'm going to get myself into trouble. But yeah, no, no, I have to disagree with that honestly yeah. i think delirious to me now i haven't seen raw in a really long i think i only saw I don't it once think i ever saw it yeah i mean the opening i remember the opening skit that was funny i thought mm-hmm. but uh as far as the whole episode as a whole i don't remember it for me being as funny as delirious was now yeah. Full disclosure, I was like in sixth or seventh grade, and yeah. I probably shouldn't have been watching this when it came out. Yeah. But I remember sneaking down into my parents' bedroom and putting the VCR on. And, <laughs> you know, anyway, that's how I saw Delirious the yep. first time. But I'd already heard kids quoting it at school. Oh, yeah. You and so you I mean? had to know what was up. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, back to, no, I did not have an Aunt Bunny. No, okay. No. But Steve Oswald, Goonie Goo Goo. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. So let's open with first things first. I need to just say this because of my big proclamation about Colorado State football. And I called them goons and bullies and stuff like that. I also want to go on the record saying that I, of course, do not think death threats are in any way, shape or form good behavior for anybody okay Wait, so what well the kid from colorado state apparently was getting death threats because he put the other kid in the hospital and stuff like and i feel bad i'm saying the kid i don't even know their names that's how yeah, much i don't right, watch college right, right, football right. and how much i don't remember these athletes wow. names i don't remember either of them so yeah. i'm just going to keep names out of it but right. that's disgusting it you know, is it's yeah. for anybody to get death threats I over a, any game any game. Any I don't game, care any that they're, even if they're professionals, right. it's ridiculous. It's, you know, it's like men. It's disgusting. You know, yeah. the even the pro athletes, you know. Oh, sure. And, you know, wide right and, mm-hmm. you know, or for Buffalo, mm-hmm. you know, back in the Super Bowl, I'm sure same thing happened. And, you know, let's go to, you know, we can go right to Steve Bartman, who's not even an athlete. He was just a person in the stands yeah. and he definitely got death threats and things like that. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's so stupid. Prime had to go basically on the record saying he doesn't think that's acceptable. And I agree. That's yeah, all. I right, just want right. to make sure I get that out because okay. I, I made such a big deal about them taking the penalties too far and putting the kid in the hospital. Oh, and so right, I felt right. like I should just mm-hmm, make mm-hmm. a statement too, just, just sure, to get it out there. Sure. Um, wow. Roxy, how's your uh, week going? 
Well, uh, well, we have a story. I mean, it's terrible, but um, uh, and we won't go too too much into it because it's personal a little bit. But yeah, I mean, it's and I I want to start by saying because I think I came across a little bit like what were you thinking? Mm-hmm. But I also want to state here that it could happen to anybody. Yeah, and it's kind of happened to me in the past. Mm-hmm. But I caught it luckily. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about identity theft. Let's just go there. Identity theft is real, y'all. Identity theft is not a joke, Jim. Millions of families suffer every year. <laughs> I mean, thanks for keeping the mood light, Chuck. Well, it sure is. And um, I'm not joking because it it's is. happened to me before. Right. But um, according to the police report, though, this is actually grand larceny by fraud. So it's a very, very, very long, complicated story. And it's something that I've gone through the journey of being embarrassed and judgmental of myself. And thankfully, I've had very minimal judgment from everyone else. So <laughs> look, all I did was, OK, so Littles, I'm in the other room yeah. editing the podcast and I got to start. I got to be honest, I started thinking to myself, maybe I need to take a step back from worrying so much about the podcast because this was a real thing and I'm in the other room and I heard some fishy kind of things and I did come out Mm -hmm. and I said, are you sure you're talking to this person? And you were like, yes. And you you gave me great evidence. You were like, yes, I got a text message. I was, I Googled the number. It said TD bank. And I'm like, okay. And I just walked back in the other room and kept editing the podcast. I was led to believe that there was some action on my debit card that was not my action being taken. And so I was then called by the fraud department at TD Bank, at least what I was told, and went through this entire process of supposedly trying to protect my accounts. You know, looking back, I'm like, that was stupid. That was stupid. That was stupid. But regardless, some transactions happened. Let me cut you off for a second. I mean, because you did some things in my opinion, the right way and all you could do. I mean, you I Googled, asked questions. you asked questions, you Googled the phone number that this call mm-hmm. was coming from. Yep. This person said, okay, you didn't make these purchases. I will call someone from the fraud department. will call you immediately, yep. blah, blah, blah. They called yep. you Googled that number. It said it came from TD bank. Yes. So, so why would you, why would you was, not believe? Right. It right. was a complete scam. And, um, needless to say, this person got away with, uh, a little over $4,000 from yeah. me. Um, I'm fine saying the amount. It's Luckily, fine. it wasn't um, more. Luckily, you know? it wasn't more. Thank goodness my savings account is okay. And the other portion of my checking account is okay. So it was it, a two-day fiasco. Just that part of it alone. Yeah, I was going to say, it's technically um, more than that. But yeah, And just now it's just part. the cleanup of it. So I've been to the bank. They've opened a new account for me, which I have yet to be able to access because... That's a whole nother... That's a whole nother can of worms... They want to make sure that this person does not have, is not using my phone and can see everything I do where like if I were to click on something, they then can take over and, you know, do this to other people, which they probably already are doing something to other people. Oh yeah, they've moved on. I don't think it's through my phone. Well, the frustrating thing is because we went to the police and the one detective we talked to, he was even like, yeah, no offense, ma'am. He's like, but you're so small potatoes. They're like, he got his four grand. He's leaving. He's done with you. But the bank will not allow me access to my online account until I get it looked at. Right. Um, so now I have to go to Apple, have them check. But can we talk about going to the police station? Oh, so Roxy that was, was a thrill. Well, honestly, okay. well, well, I was terrified. I was just saying, let's back up. You were scared. You were like, will you go with me? And I'm yeah. like, okay, but you realize that you're in a police station. <laughs> They're going to be able to protect you way yeah. a hell of a lot more than I ever but will I'm be. They're so, packing. I'm, I'm not. so, you know? so grateful you yeah, were there. I, you're yeah. having your just shining personality. Honestly, really, I'm not making <laughs> well, this up. You know, hey. But really, like having you there 
keeping the mood light. I mean, everyone was super, super yeah. sweet and kind to me. And I'm so appreciative of that. But, but having you there too, like helped but for sure. But can we set sure. the table the way it sits? So you walk in <laughs> off the street and there's like this little doorway. Yeah, like entryway. Entryway, office, not very big at all. It's really tiny actually, it's but like there's a, a desk yeah. mm-hmm. with a, a little set of stairs into the doors that go into the main precinct. Yes. Okay. But the thing is, they so any of these kind of cases, it's they just... It's a small Yeah, space. they have you sit there at the desk Yeah. So to answer questions, and they start filling out the initial report, yeah. and then if it's worthy, they'll send you upstairs to with a detective, detective, which it was, and we yes. did that. Yeah. But the funny part about <laughs> this was... were there like two hours, I think. Because I... Oh, yeah, at least. At least. I went a couple years ago to turn in prop guns from the show <laughs> I was doing because they were broken and dead. Yeah. And we didn't want to just throw them out in the garbage. Right. And that was shocking to me that they were like, well, we don't want them. I'm yeah, like, what do you right. mean you don't want them? These are real looking pistols. I'm yeah. like, well, you don't want just anybody going through our garbage mm-hmm. and like picking them out because then they'll walk around with these like prop guns that they, and when I say prop guns, these are like starter pistols and they look and feel like the real thing. Yeah. These are like made for movies. This is for theater. It's yeah. professional stuff. The weight of the gun even, yes. I should say, the weight they of were, the starter pistol uh, even feels yes. like the weight of a real gun. And I've heavy handled many pistols in my life mm-hmm. because my parents were both cops and right. everything. But so I've been to this place before and I knew what it looked like. So, but we walked in while we were sitting there filling out this report, you saw how many perps? Three. Three at least. Okay. Two walking. With, with cuffs. With cuffs. The cops leading them in, of, of course. Like, oh. Sort of being, sh- like they were a little aggressive with them, but they probably deserved it. So I'm like, yeah, you get them. Uh, no, I got to disagree there. I but don't know. Everything, the fr- I thought the first two, everything seemed amicable. It like, was amicable, obviously, but I kind of could these see people like probably didn't they want to be arrested, but well, they were just walking in. They were walking in. They were being escorted yeah. by the police. I don't know. They were stomping their feet a lot. That's Well, they were probably upset it. that they were arrested. Yeah. I mean, we have no, no idea of what <laughs> this was about. We have right. no idea if they were deserving right. of being arrested. We have no idea if they, what right. they did. We they have no idea. probably were. However, the third one, <laughs> the guy comes in and he's like, uh, I need the, I need the shackles. Yeah. And the so leg shackles. the woman that was helping us out, she had to leave us yeah. to go get shackles. Yeah. Then he comes back. And then another one comes in and he's like, I, do you have a pair of uh, gloves? gloves, like yeah, rubber the, gloves? Yeah. And she's like, oh yeah. She whips them off of her belt. Um, she's like, here you go. I don't need them. And, Take but them. Long story and short, then like they three others, people. three others, two or three others come. Cause like, this guy was being very uncooperative. Big strapping young men, yeah. you know, trying to handle this one dude. And they literally, now mind you, we're like three feet away from this. Not even like I'm sitting directly next to the door that they brought him in. I mean, it's kind of hilarious. And I sort of like leaned over to the wall a little bit. And they're carrying him in. Like he's not, his feet are not on the ground. No. They each have an arm and they each have a leg. Now he really wasn't kicking. Now we were telling my sister this later and she thinks maybe he was tased. And so he couldn't walk. I thought maybe he was high as a kite. Yeah. I just thought Um, he was being uncooperative, but But he wasn't like kicking and screaming or anything. I mean, the look on his eyes, the look in his face, I was like, something's not right here. I thought maybe it was drugs uh, or something. something. But then when she said tased, I'm like, Oh, but little, if you ever want some excitement, head to your local precinct. Well, I guess New York city is probably a lot different than other places. (laughs) Yeah, probably. But I mean, so go on with, I mean, long story Uh, short, they they were fantastic. They listened to everything. They asked me questions, made sure they were clear on how everything went down. And when I went up to the detective explaining everything to him, 
Also, he was very impressed by all the work that yes, I personally did. Roxy did. did some detective work here because I was Nancy Drew. <laughs> and let me tell you, I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. Because once I knew that my savings account was okay and the rest of my money was okay, I was able to take a deep breath. Because you have a checking and a savings yeah, account. Yeah, and this, be yeah. more objective about this and be more, okay, what steps do I need to take? What do I need to do to help figure this solve out? This and case, solve this case. Solve this case. Crack so, the yeah. case. You so know? you were looking up numbers. You were I was like, and the guy was like, wow, yeah, this is I great. Took, you did half the work for me. I took diligent notes. Granted, they seemed a little disorganized, but he took photocopies of everything. Between him and the officer downstairs, they took photos of my screen, my phone screen, of all of these different transactions that happened and the evidence that I was able to provide them. And now, had I gone to get my phone scrubbed, which is what the bank wanted me to do after the first day I met with them, and I didn't do, I would not have been able to provide this information to the police. And they would have had to do a lot more digging on their end maybe potentially to know and prevail. Right. Basically, this is just hopefully will speed up the thing. process. This will hopefully speed yeah. up the process. I've done a lot of the legwork for them, and now they can just, they can do the point of the story the is he was impressed. He was very <laughs> impressed with me, and I think maybe I have a future career potentially as a detective. And, and I got to be honest, while we were um, sitting there for like two and a half hours, and as the listeners know, my parents are both cops, yeah. it kind of made me, I don't know, yeah. I'm like, maybe this is what I should do. Right. You know, I don't know. I just... Loved them coming in and out in the way the banter was and mm-hmm. the, the brotherhood. And oh, just, yeah. They, I, yeah. It's like a family over it there. It is, You yeah. know, which you can imagine. But um, as you said, you're like, well, I would worry. You know, and I get that. I would worry, yeah, but yeah. I would. And I think I, I'm a little too old to be going you. in a new career direction, <laughs> honestly. Uh-huh. But you never know. Yeah. But anyway, so we love them so much. They were so sweet. And the other ones were coming. And even like the there's a host. Yeah. I don't know, that's her she Title? helps like facilitate the people that are coming. It's like because cycling through the people coming in and out. There are some cray crays that come. Someone came in yeah. wanting to get his cigarettes that were confiscated. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. He w- he didn't understand like why he couldn't get them today. And it's like, well, no one's the person who can release them to you is not here. Well, right even now, the so woman that was helping back. you, she was like, so wait, let me get this straight. You're coming here. You live in Brooklyn. <laughs> You're coming all the way to Manhattan to get. Cigarettes. cigarettes. Now, it wasn't defined, and maybe it was like a case of cigarettes. I don't think so. I think, and she even said, she goes, I'm sorry, but there's got to be more to this like, story. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 I just want my property. You know, he's trying to be like, yeah. you've got my property. Right. Which I get. That's fair enough. That's fair Sure, enough. sure. But he she walked was out and like, she was like, there's, th- she's there's like, more to this. <laughs> there's something else in those cigarettes. It's not cigarettes. She goes, it's yeah. probably marijuana. It could be yeah. as little could be as that. Anything. But yeah. she goes, it's probably something else. Yeah. She's like, and does he not realize that we're going to know that? Right. You know, blah, blah, blah kind of right. thing. Anyway, so th- there's just some, so she facilitates warranting who can come in the building and who can't like they Mm -hmm. stop you outside the door to say how can we help you yeah you know they're very nice she's great she was great and uh, and then she facilitates like I said who comes in to fill Mm -hmm. out a report like we did Mm -hmm. or who just gets turned away basically (laughs) so that was yeah and I think they said I was the only major case I don't know what that, that means. That day. <laughs> anyway. So uh, I think that helped expedite the process. But so we of wanted to do something nice for them. So we baked them cookies. Yeah, we, we did. We bush cookies. Yes, that we've talked about on the, on yeah, the episode. Yeah, absolutely. The and they loved it. We dropped them off uh, yeah. yesterday and they... I mean, the one was hugging you. The oh, one, the yeah. one cop was hugging you. Yeah. Like, that's so, so sweet. So sweet. Blah, blah, she blah. was great. And so. they might come see me in the show. And, yeah. You know, and <laughs> she was, was like, too. come by anytime. Say hi. So like, I think I have a new hangout. Well, she was like, do you have a dog? Because we have treats here. <laughs> yeah. they, they give treats yeah. to the dogs that walk by. And we're like, no, we're not allowed to have pets. Right. Anyway, right. So. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, so all in all, I'm, I'm hopeful now that I've spoken to them that things will get resolved eventually. Oh, we don't know if you'll get your money back. 
But, Littles, if you know, if you see any person on the street named Jack Craig, <laughs> no offense to any Littles who have that name and are not this person, oh, but Craig anyway. Jones. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, if, if you hear of someone named Jack Craig, tackle him. Yeah, tackle him. Tackle him. For Roxy, okay. For me. <laughs> anyway. If that's his real name. I don't know. It's the name he I'm kept sure using. I'm sure it's not so, his real name. But, but he, <laughs> he, was, he was sure to use it every single time yeah. we spoke on the phone. Yep. That that's was probably a red flag, but how would you know? How would I know? I know. Yeah. All right, Littles. We got a great Meet the Littles guest, though. We sure do. Let's this get is, to this it. Is getting, <laughs> this is fun. This is um, Ed Butt approved. Yeah. That's the best part. Uh-huh. All right. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with... Meet the Littles. Hi, this is Brandon Borzelli from Lafayette in New Jersey, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles and Little Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. This episode by the band named Silk. Now, Silk is the one that famously gave us our fan favorite song, La La. Now, this is their new song. It's called Everything's Gonna Be Alright, and it's written by William Emmert. And if you like what you hear, we'll include the link to their YouTube channel. That's the best place to see all their stuff. Or if you want to get in touch with William, you can email him at williamscottemmert at yahoo.com. And I'll have that in the show notes for you. And the most important part is, at the end of the podcast, we will play the full song. Everything's going to be all right. It's now time to meet the Littles. And Roxy. Chuck. Ed Butt recommended. Oh. Ed Butt approved. Love that. I think that's Love how that. we say it. Please welcome to the podcast, Rick Schmidt. Hey, Rick, how's it going? Oh, it's great. Yeah, man. Wow. Just uh, humbled to be on. And I don't know if I've been Ed Butt approved uh, in my life, but uh, it's, that's another thing that's going to go on the, my personal wall of fame. Love it. Well, we're going to find out in a second. I think. Well, that's who I think... <laughs> put us in touch if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. So that's always a pleasure when that happens. Yeah. He holds a very near dear place in our hearts. So we thank him Mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. Rick, what we like to do is just turn it over to you. We want to meet you. So why don't you take a second and introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there? Uh, Great. What a pleasure to be here today. Um, Again, my name is Rick Schmidt and I live in a small town uh, in Michigan on the Lake Michigan coast, Frankfurt. Uh, So we're on the west side of the state in what could arguably be one of the most beautiful places in the world. Uh, Lots of uh, lakes and rolling hills and just a a beautiful climate, particularly in the winter. uh, Not so much, but maybe in the summer and the fall just doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. 
I moved here from Colorado. I grew up in Fort Collins, and I know that there are many littles out there that at least write into the show uh, that say they're from Fort Collins. Mm -hmm. uh, went to the University of Denver and got my degree there and met my wife, who uh, has summered in northern Michigan for her entire life. And so relocated from Denver to Frankfurt in 1996 and never looked back. Over the last, whatever that is, 27, eight years, whatever it is, uh, we've built a wonderful life in Frankfurt. And currently, I am the uh, owner of Stormcloud Brewing Company. We have a little microbrewery Ooh. that we manage. And so I get to taste beer every day and call it work. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it's like which Not everybody can do that. Uh, no. So lots of quality control uh, conversations, lots of uh, research goes into drinking beer. And uh, my waistline shows that commitment to my craft. Excellent. It's like the Peter Griffith of uh, Michigan here. Yeah. My wife, Jenny, and I have been married for 31 years, and uh, we have two grown children and um, get to follow their uh, travels as they uh, embark on their careers and, and move around. But we are uh, blessed to be where we are. And in addition to the brewery, uh, we own a little independent theater uh, that oh. is right next door to the brewery. And so my wife and I and another couple Took that on many years ago when somebody in town was going to tear it down and turn it into condominiums. And uh, we said to ourselves, well, we don't need more condos. Uh, we want to make sure there's a movie theater in town. So it's been a great project. And uh, what has transpired there is nothing short of a miracle as to how we've saved this theater and, and keep it going. Wow. wow. Okay. But, We're definitely yeah. going to get into that a little bit. Yeah. All right. So now let's go back to the college days. What was your major in all that stuff? Uh, I have a business degree from DU in um, what is now the uh, Hospitality and Tourism College. And so I spent 20 years working in the hotel and resort industry um, before uh, embarking into the beer world. And spent a little bit of time with Intercontinental Hotels while I was in Denver. And then for 15 years, uh, I was vice president of sales and marketing at Crystal Mountain Resort, which is about 20 minutes from Frankfurt in Michigan, where there's a nice, beautiful Midwest ski area, a couple golf courses and everything else that you would find at a resort, including lodging and food and beverage and weddings, a spa and all the things that go along to make a destination uh, place. And got an incredible business education from the family that owns that business and uh, wore many hats as the cliche would go over the years that I was there and, and proud to have uh, been part of that growth that, uh, that still continues on today. Crystal Mountain has um, about 650 employees and uh, is recognized as one of the destination resorts in the Midwest, for sure, uh, in terms of providing all of those services. It's really, we're quite fortunate that it's in our community. It's the largest employer, as I said, and um, brings in visitors from around the world, which then subsequently spend money in other places and uh, drink beer. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Now, is that something you always wanted to do or did that just kind of just happen? Yeah. No. Um, growing up in Fort Collins in Colorado is where New Belgium got its foothold and uh, they made fat tire in their basement and then grew that into one of the biggest microbreweries in the country. So I've been around that space for my life and have been interested in it, but it was never a dream of mine really to open a microbrewery other than it was an entrepreneurial opportunity that my business partner presented to me when uh, reviewing a business plan. And um, after a couple of questions, I asked him to, if you wanted a partner and away we went. And it was definitely always going to be up in Michigan, not in Colorado. 
you know, our roots are in Michigan and with my wife's uh, family that's here and her family business, uh, we were not looking to move. And one of the reasons that uh, jumped on the opportunity was that Stormcloud's presence in downtown Frankfurt shares a common wall with a theater. And so we really felt that there was some some sister company uh, synergy that we could play off on one another and indeed do that today. For example, in the wintertime, we have a dark and storm cloudy film festival where we make dark beers and we pair them with films. Sometimes they're dark comedies or similar, and we have great fun with making beer out of a movie theme. It's uh, it's pretty interesting. That's cool. So more about this theater. So it's just a movie theater, right? Uh, well, it's a movie theater that opened in August of 1924 when movies were essentially still silent, uh, but not right. shortly thereafter did they become, uh, you know, talkies, as they say. Wow. And over the last three years, uh, we've embarked on a restoration that has really turned the theater into a performing arts center in addition to a movie theater. Oh, the, the pandemic really changed how people watch, well, everything particularly how movie studios release and um, distribute their titles. Prior to the pandemic, it would be unheard of to have a first-run film uh, that is released to theaters, and then you know a week later it's streaming so you can watch it at home. Right. And depending on um, you know the level of the talent that's in the production and uh, how much money they spent in production uh, has a function of theater release versus um, streaming, but um, people were just, they're watching movies in a different way. And so the future of the theater was not movies, but indeed more of a, a live performance uh, center where we can have and do have music and live theater. And it's a community gathering space so we can have uh, meetings for the, the city. And over the summer, we had a um, camp for kids that wanted to get into um, the acting. So it was uh, once a week an acting camp for the kids and they put a production on at the end and I'm just trying to use the theater for the great gathering space that it is. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's, um, it's really quite special. Is it a one? So it, if you're showing a movie, is there just one space within the building to, or is it yeah, like it's a single auditorium? It's a single right? auditorium? Single auditorium, cool. right, which is also part of the part of the, the issue about how how you make money in the movie industry. Right. And, uh, you, you don't make money with one screen right. and one auditorium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, but that's the nuance of it. And that's what makes it special. And uh, and when you walk in, you get the sense of what it was like in the 20s when the theater was uh, was originally constructed. And it's not a multiplex and it's not a space where you have huge leather seats and yeah. uh, somebody walking up to your chair asking you if you want a plate of nachos. It's, right. uh, it's popcorn with real butter and a big bucket still costs $5. So yeah. it's um, it's a step back in time and uh, one that we never want to change. It well, sounds, I definitely want to visit. Yeah, it sounds like the one up in Chatham. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I kind of mm-hmm. grew up with. Now, this wasn't originally an old vaudeville house though, right? It was not. Well, there was there was always a stage, um, uh-huh. a small stage. It, it was built, you know, for um, and this is the true story. Uh, it was built for Mrs. Fairchild to play the piano alongside of the silent movies. Uh-huh. And uh, and the Fairchild family is still in the Frankfurt area and, and talk about their great grandmother that uh, that did that. But wow. never part of the vaudeville scene. OK, gotcha. Wow. Okay. That is so cool. All right. Real quick, before we take a quick break, we always like to ask people this, too. And you've kind of jumped around a little bit not much but where's your uh, fandom lie or what's your favorite sport things like that oh man you know that's like a, i get asked every day what my favorite beer is 
And, and, and <laughs> oh, that's coming. My response is, well, maybe I'll spoil it now. My response is that's like asking a parent who their favorite kid is, right? And uh, oh. and that just every parent has their favorite kid. It just depends on what day it is, right? Or yeah. actually, maybe what even what time of the day it yeah, is. Yeah, sure. right, sure. Uh, but if you had to ask me point blank, I would say that my favorite sport is golf, both to watch and to play. In uh, a short second, would be basketball. Okay. Um, well, I used to be a, a pretty good downhill skier. My age has oh, nice. limited that a little bit, but yeah. really enjoy getting out in the hills, whether that's in the Midwest here to make a few turns or get back out West and, uh, and see the blue skies of the Rockies. So, um, Golf, basketball, and downhill skiing would be uh, my trifecta there. Nice. And are the Michigan teams who you pull for? Well, having not grown up here, you know, I don't have a whole lot of baggage in one trunk or the other, but uh, our daughter did go to the University of Michigan. And so since I have helped pay a little bit of tuition, she did most of it herself. Um, oh, wow. uh, I would I would say go blue on some days mm-hmm. yep. and others I would say go green as well. Mm-hmm. So I think we're better off when both of them are in interesting places, whether that's in the classroom or uh, on the course or the court, as it were. Gotcha. Cool. See, so Roxy, he's going to be on your side on this whole the Ohio State yeah, stuff. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> she hates that. It's her biggest pet peeve on the oh, planet. I know. Yeah. Like, who when made someone you says God's the gift Ohio State? to colleges? <laughs> well, she, well, a lot of college, a lot of places do it now, and that's even funny. I know, funnier, and that's even funny. Especially, like, when it's high schools. Oh, my gosh. I love, okay, NFL has started, so I love when the players come on and they say, you know, their name. They slate. They give their name and what school they went to, and I love the ones that say the the Michigan State, you know, you know, or whatever, uh, UConn, a, or you know, the, to like piss off the right, Ohio State right. people, <laughs> right, right, exactly, yep. yeah, exactly. Now that is good. Uh, any anytime we can aggravate the other team that's south of Michigan, we don't say their name much. But, ah. uh, it's, it's <laughs> I <all>. love that. <laughs> now we have to be careful though, because. I know you have to catch up a little bit on the podcast, but there are so many Ohio Littles. So many Ohio Littles. It blows our mind how many Littles are in Ohio. Yeah. Ohio is the place for Littles in theater, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But I wanted to ask, do you have a favorite golfer that you follow or have you gone to see any of the majors at all? Uh, You know, the honest answer is that up until about two years ago, I was a big Phil Mickelson fan Mm -hmm. and um, has since fallen out of favor, as they say. Sure. But, um, you know, I'm a I'm a big Rory fan. Okay. I really like Justin Thomas to watch him play. I know he's had a down year. Uh-huh. And Jordan Spieth, uh, that brat pack, as they were, of the sure. Americans. Um, sure. yeah, it's, um, it's, yeah, I think it's great fun. And, good. Um, cool. That's a, that's a good part of the viewing for me would be watching those guys play. Yeah. Right. Nice. Who do you, you like Ricky Fowler, right? I like Ricky Fowler. Yes. Yeah. I like Rory. Yeah. I like... Uh... We're, so, we're... Well, here's a, here's a name that you, you want to put on your radar that has a connection to this show uh, in that um, Nick Hardy is on the PGA tour this year, uh, or he he is on the tour and he actually won an event this year. And um, he has some roots uh, um, with um, summering in Northern Michigan and indeed holds the course record at Crystal Downs, the country club that uh, Ed Butt talks about. Yeah. Wow. wow. We'll keep an eye out for him. We'll have to keep an eye out. Yeah. I mean, one of Bob Sproul's, you know, little, bet thing someday whatever that's called <laughs> what are those called small monetary value pools pools that's what they're called yeah all right chuck here needs a break obviously <laughs> so we're gonna take one rick but don't go anywhere because we've got a lot more to get into we're gonna find out how you and ed became you know the whole summer of little stuff but don't go anywhere we'll be right back with meet the Littles. this is the loyal littles podcast 
with Chuck and Rox. Welcome back to the Lloyd Littles Podcast and Roxy. Yeah, Chuck. We're lucky enough here to have Ed Bud approved Rick Schmidt here. <laughs> and we're going to get into that in a second. Actually, yes. what we want to do now is because we didn't get a chance in the first part is to get into your TK fandom. Now, who was first? You were at like, how did you start listening to Tony and all that stuff? Uh, well, it, really, I followed Tony like many people uh, just via the television show, uh, PTI. Mm-hmm. And Ed one day was in the pub at Stormcloud, and he introduced me to Kirsten. Uh-huh. And she happened to be in town for maybe it was the original Loyal Little Summer. Summer and yeah. uh, and I said, well, what are you guys doing? And he said, well, you, you wouldn't understand. And so he, <laughs> which I, of course, when he mentioned it, I was like, wow, I've listened to that podcast every once in a while, but I had no idea of the following. And yeah. so... That was really the introduction to taking it to the next level, to yeah. paying attention on a, on a more regular basis and, and seeing what the diversity is out there and the, mm. the connectivity, as, uh, as everybody says. So that was, uh, that was my exposure at the end of the bar with, uh, with Ed, who I knew a little bit, and while they were there, <laughs> pretty funny. Wow. And now you're doing an interview on a podcast about that podcast, right. or so to speak. You know. <laughs> the bucket list is complete. <laughs> I love it. I guess. It's, I feel like it's the bucket list item that people didn't know that they had or didn't know they wanted or needed. Yeah, oh, for sure. Um. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's no need. Yeah. That's great. Now, that's how this all started because this is one of the original venues and it just blows Bob Walsh's mind how it started with just the two of you, right? And then now people are planning like vacations around it, it seems like. Well, I have to give Ed the credit for that, for sure, um, uh, and his notoriety. And I hope after this podcast that I'm still Ed Bud approved. <laughs> but um, certainly um, we have a shared uh, interest. And so uh, having the event at Stormcloud maybe creates a little extra buzz. And, and Ed's just nothing but a gracious host. And yeah. so anybody that visits Northern Michigan is going to get uh, the VIP treatment. And, uh, and in, in the summertime, and there's no better place in the world to be than Northwest Lower Michigan. So it's kind of all come together. Yeah. 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 It's just so nice to always hear. And do you do anything? Do you have any special thing that you do for the Summer of Littles usually? Well, everybody that attends gets a, a Stormcloud Summer t-shirt. So oh, nice. that may motivate some people to make the travels there. Right. Uh, candidly, the, the level of business that we do in the summertime is, is a little busy. And so creating a special beer or something along those lines hasn't happened yet. But you never say never. Yeah. I know s- somewhere in the in the loyal little repertoire, uh, a brewery brewed a beer just for that day. Yes. So yeah. uh, mm-hmm. yep. maybe that's something something we can aspire to. Yeah, that could be oh, fun. Amazing. I and, mean, I'm always down for a T-shirt. Maybe that's where we'll go next year, Chuck. Maybe. We're, Roxy and I were thinking now, because we hosted two years in a row in New York City. Yeah. And we actually, before this even was a possibility, we said, maybe it would be fun to start traveling. Yeah. And just pick a different location every year. And, yeah. you know, if it's a rough year, we could pick one close by, even right. in upstate New York or right. Jersey or wherever. Connecticut, yep. And then... On the years we have some flexibility, we could do what we did this year, which was fly out to Missouri. Yes. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. But so. Yeah, so maybe you're next. Because we, we like Who to play knows? golf, too. So we do. Maybe we'll well, to... uh, as you know, the uh, the golf that is within 30 minutes from here is world class. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't regret one time coming here for the, uh, the summer of littles yeah. if you can make it happen. Yeah. Mm. Might be a little intimidating, though, the golf. Cause, yeah? yeah. Well, Why? Well, we're, we just... 
barely average golfers. You know, it's like if <laughs> as these... long as you keep the ball moving forward, that's all that matters. Just like <laughs> how I threw out my yep. first pitch at the Syracuse Mets. Yes. Just keep the ball moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> that's the right attitude keep it moving forward yes yes, yes. <laughs> and if tony's behind you let him play through oh always i think that's the, the main one <laughs> if i know he's coming i'll wait until he goes first <laughs> from the get-go right all right roxy has her hand up so i think she has a question here all right what's your question Roxy? well going to the beer let's talk beer for a second do you have a favorite beer that you brew that you have or what is the crowd pleaser at storm cloud Great question from the woman in the back that had her hand raised. Uh, thank you for that. <laughs> you know, Stormcloud Brewing, our shtick is it's, uh, we brew Belgian-inspired ales. And so most of what we do uh, has a Belgian twist to it or uses a Belgian yeast in the recipe. And our flagship beer is uh, a Rainmaker, or The Rainmaker, which is a Belgian pale ale. And it, um, for you, you beer geeks out there, it's won a bronze medal at the Great American Beer Festival. And so oh. if we were to say... You know, what's our flagship? Rainmaker is going to be the flagship. Just easy drinking, nice balance between malt and hop. It's going to have a little character to it, particularly with That's the dry finish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then after that, you know, when as I said uh, earlier, it uh, really just depends on the time of day or if you're going to sit down, uh, you're going to have a beer with dinner or if you're going to have a beer with some buddies at the end of the evening. You know, I, I might tend to go to a, a stout that we have if it's going to be a, a nine o'clock, you know, sipper that uh, that's going to be your last beer for the night or yeah. if. If we're getting going in the in the afternoon and maybe headed to the golf course, I, I drink an IPA, a, a Wild Away IPA that's on our, our menu. So I'm an easy guy. What My favorite beer is the beer that's in front of me. I love that. <laughs> yeah. That is a answer. great motto. Yeah. yeah. I love yeah. that. That is good. And if that means you're on a boat and uh, inside the cooler on the boat is a nice Budweiser in a bottle that's in the bottom and it's ice cold, well, that's the beer I'm drinking. If that's All right. What's All right. Not picky. Okay. I like that. Where do you land on Sam Adams? Um, in terms of um, uh, their ale, um, you know, just the, in general. The Boston Lager or, yeah. <laughs> You know, what they have done and accomplished in the craft industry is nothing short of epic. And so give them all kinds of props. I know that they're struggling a little bit with their distribution nationwide as there's so oh, much good they? beer everywhere these uh, days. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I love a good Sam Adams. See that? Yeah. And the fact yeah. that they got in the bottle is a good thing. If so. it's in front of you, you'll yeah, it'll right, be right. what you like. So <laughs> that I like that. I understand that. Yeah. It's, it's Roxy's yeah. one of her favorites. I, I and we used to get a lot of shit for it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, you know, when you go to the store, you don't always want to take a chance, right? So you're yeah. going to buy something that you know that you like. Yeah. And you're not going to make a mistake and have yeah. five in the fridge and that you can't wait to give away to your friends. Right. Uh, oh, so yeah. You I never do Get that. it out of the fridge. Yeah. 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 And we have a lot of those because people bring them here and they're like, oh, yeah, I just had this late. Yeah. Okay. So, see, I would never do that. To me, that's a waste of money. Yeah. I would always stick to what you know. And well, stick then, to, you know, and if I'm in a bar, then yeah. I'll say, can I taste this? Oh, yeah. That or kind of stuff. go yeah. to a craft brewery yeah. and yeah. do or a, that. Yeah. How, do a flight, do a tasting and see. And really good beer uh, in New York, in the yeah. city there. I mean, just. Uh-huh. Dynamite yeah. stuff happening in a small level there, too. Yeah, right. sure. Absolutely. Sure. All right. Well, Rick, we can't thank you enough for coming on to meet the Littles. Now, as you know, though, we have some fun, dumb questions for you. We hope that's okay. I'm up to the challenge to be uh, asking and answering dumb questions. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> Very official. Here we go. If you could be an Olympic athlete, in what sport would you compete? Badminton. Badminton. Oh, I was yeah. thinking the downhill, but okay. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. Why? 
um, that or curling, right? Because yeah. it seems like you can drink beer when you're playing badminton and when you're curling, you can drink beear too. So for sure. Yeah. You did you weren't winter or summer specific in terms of the Olympic sports. So right. I'll answer both. Love yeah. it. Well, you think that's good. Just wait till cornhole becomes an Olympic sport. <laughs> I know. I mean, if breakdancing's becoming a, an Olympic sport, yeah. then you know. Yeah. Cornhole's I think close behind. Uh-huh. Cuz I got to be honest, I watch that sometimes on ESPN. Oh Those my gosh. they blow my mind. It's very serious. Yeah. yeah. Very official, very serious. Yep. So you're watching that during the summer doldrums on sports when ESPN the Ocho has cornhole followed by tag followed <laughs> right, by tag. football. <laughs> that's good. Tag, that's great. That'd be, that'd be a good Olympic sport. Uh-huh. No. All right. Who would play you in the movie of your life? Well, everybody thinks that they're handsome and everything. I think Robert Redford would play me. Ah, okay. Nice. A young Robert Redford. Okay. Where, where do you fall on Robert Re- See, Roxy likes older men, so <laughs> she's she's a big Harrison Ford fan. Uh-huh. Paul McCartney. And then um, Christopher, Plummer Christopher Plummer as Captain Von Trapp specifically. So where do we fall on Robert Redford? Where do I fall yeah. on Robert Redford? Honestly, he hasn't really been on my radar. I don't think I've really seen anything that he's well, you've seen the in. natural i made you watch that oh i guess you got to go back a few years think of uh, butch cassidy and the sundance oh, she would never watch that unfortunately i would watch that i doubt it i think i would watch that i try to get you to watch young guns you won't watch young guns i don't know he's just never been on my radar okay i think the other three kind of outshine anybody else i was just so. curious <laughs> All right, what's next? All right. If you could live in any TV or movie home, what would it be? And you can also decide to live with or without the cast. You know what? Here's the answer. I want to live with Kevin Costner in a Bull Durham set. Oh. Oh. Okay. I want to be in the back of the bus reading a book and and, uh, answering questions about quantum physics. That's so interesting. yeah. No, they chose like a minor league team as opposed to like major league. Yeah. You know, right. where at least it's, well, they traveled that their travel was hell too. Mm-hmm. though. So now mm-hmm. that I think about it, but okay. So maybe you'd be good doing a bus and truck theatrical tour. Yeah. You probably could actually. Yeah. You'd probably love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, Rick, if you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you want to be? Uh, I want to be Opus. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know that character? Well, I, I'm going to, I'm going to get bashed for this bloom 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 county yeah bloom county but was he a penguin or a what was he a platypus what was he he's a penguin he is a penguin okay i had that i had it i said that first (laughs) just saying well i couldn't remember if he was a penguin or not Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, i thought it was maybe a different kind of yeah no i totally remember that okay that's a cute one i wonder if any littles out there also opus fans maybe i don't think i don't know you know we might have had one in the past, but... I feel like I've heard that before. After 260-plus episodes, know, it's, it's I'm hard. I'm not sure. Yeah, you mm-hmm. kind of lose track. So, right, right. Yeah. We should have a spreadsheet. Had yeah, we known, we, should. we could I have know. started a spreadsheet from day I know, one. I know, Yeah. All right. If you could shoot one condiment out of your finger, what would it be? Uh, garlic mustard. Ooh. Ooh. That sounds good. I don't think I've ever had that. Do you serve that at the restaurant or at the brewery? Yeah, we might have a little product similar to that that Ooh. hits the taste buds in the on the right sandwich. Okay. Ooh. All right. All right. If you hosted Saturday Night Live, who would you like to introduce as your musical guest? Oh, that's easy. Rest in peace, Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That's a good yeah, answer. I, uh, in an earlier life, I might have traveled a little bit and followed Buffett with the Parrothead contingent. And uh, I've been to, what, 35 or 36 shows or something like that. Wow. Okay. We're coming close. My finger's on the button, Roxy. I'm not hitting it <laughs> quite yet because we're just about out of time. Yes. But 
Rick, some might say this is a bury the lead moment. Yes. All right. So you went to how many? 36? I, I think that's the number. Yeah. It's okay. A, it's Pretty been good. a while. I was at Fenway Park when he was there the first time. Wow. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and if you watch the video, the guy that's holding the inflatable shark that's in like the fifth row, that's me. <gasps> okay. Okay. That's the bury the lead I, moment. Okay. I, I, yeah. <laughs> wow. Finger's still on the button, but I, all right. <laughs> Well, so, all right, so what's your favorite Buffett tune then? Or are there too many? Uh, you know, again, same thing like asking a yeah. brewer who, what their favorite beer is. Um, but there's a, an obscure tune out there called Migration that is one of his older tunes that that would be my go-to song. Okay. Cool. All right, excellent. Before I have to hit the button, Roxy, let's do some rapid fire and get out of here. All right. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. All right. Cups up or down in the cupboard? Down. Smooth or crunchy peanut butter? Crunchy. All right, let's see if this one hits. Mr. Furley or Mr. Roper? Mr. Roper. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Trek. All right, pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Uranus jokes, not funny or never not funny? Never not funny. Excellent. (laughs) All right, we're going to end on that then. Yes. All right. I love that I say that, like, if he says not funny, we're going to ask more questions. Yeah, right, Until right. we get the answer we want. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, Rick, thank you so much for taking the time to meet the Littles. Now, what can we plug for you? How can people get in touch with you if you want to be gotten in touch with? Yeah, um, hit me up on email, uh, which is great. Uh, Rick at stormcloudbrewing.com. And uh, that's also our website, of course, for the brewery. Uh, the theater website is gardentheater.org. And if you're ever in northwest lower Michigan, um, Frankfurt's a small town, so just ask where I am, and somebody's probably going to point you to exactly where I am at that moment. I wow. love that. Yeah. I love that. Great. It's a shame it's so cold in the wintertime. I know. Because Roxy and I are looking for places like yes. that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, well, we can't thank you enough for coming on to Meet the Littles, and as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Okay, over or under? <laughs> Over. Definitely over. All right. right. Excellent. So all the restrooms in the brewery, all over. Well, if I've got an ending to say about it, too. Well, that's what I'm asking. Now I'm going to have to... Now i have. I got to go check now. (laughs) Well, I'm wondering, would an employee be fired? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my gosh. Uh, (laughs) All right, Rick. Well, thanks so much for coming on to Meet the Littles. We really appreciate the time. Just a great fun to be here, and uh, thank you for the opportunity, and thanks, Ed Butt. Yes. Yes. Number episode 50, 51. Episode 51. Mm-hmm. All right, all you loyal listeners. We'll be right back. Hi, Littles. This is Cesar Amador from Arlington, Virginia, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast, and thank you, Rick, for coming on to Meet the Littles. That's a great story. Oh, yeah. You know, the, bre- the theater. Yeah. That's oh. I. I almost kind of want to get up there just to see the theater. Oh, absolutely. We will someday. It totally reminds me of the one in Chatham, New York, Mm. in good old Columbia County. Mm -hmm. And they used to have, the one thing I forgot to mention to him was they went as far as they had a soda machine where you would put the quarter in and it would drop the cup and then pour the flavor of soda you wanted in the cup. Oh. And then you just take the cup. Now, which was stupid because then we would like (laughs) spill it all over the floor and the floor (laughs) would be all sticky in the movie theater. But whatever. It's the same, you know. So anyway. All right. Some things before we get to the emails. We wanted to once again remind you to get your Toy Hall of Fame entries in. Yes. Okay. Now we have some things here. First one. We heard from Dina Damascus. She says, I would like to lodge a formal complaint because of the thought of a not-so-mediocre prize, I wasted a good 20 minutes looking up when toys were made, disagreeing with Chuck's, quote, that's too new of a toy mantra. Dean and Damascus, episode 53. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, 
it's so funny. I was going to do this. So thank you, Dina. <laughs> you did all my work for me. Baseball cards, 1950s. Battleship, 1967. The plastic version, she puts in parentheses. Okay. Well, that's early in itself. But yeah. as I think it, I saw somewhere on the, I think it was Mary Faye, episode 10, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, she's like, and this is how we used to do it. We used to play it on paper. Yeah. Just on paper. Yeah. Bingo, 1530. I don't think that's a typo. Bop it, 1996. And then she puts, which is 27 years ago. Not sure new is the correct word. Okay. <laughs> I misspoke. I meant to say newer. Okay. Or newest. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. The millennial generation is kind of where your thinking is like Well, still I just new. think like something from 1530 should deserve to get in before. 1530. Or even 1967. That's what I'm trying to say. We're getting to another one in a second. Cabbage Patch Kids, 1979. Uh-huh. I did say that's kind of new, too. 44 years ago. Choose Your Own Adventure, 1979. Connect Four, 1974. That blew my mind. Wow. I don't... Re- I guess there... Maybe there just... There were no commercials. Do you remember yeah. the commercials? Pretty sneaky, sis. Roxy, do you remember that commercial? Probably not. No. Because I was a little kid, but I know... Uh, look, I was older than... One. Yeah. <laughs> when that commercial. <laughs> so anyway, 1974, I had no idea. Okay. Ken, 1961. Yep. Little Tykes, it says Lazy Coop. Is that what it was? Yep. Okay, 1979. Nerf Toys, 1960. Slime, 1976. She wrote Younger Than I Thought. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 1984. Mm-hmm. Okay, so thank you for those. Yeah, okay? yeah. But that's what I was trying to say. I think newer things deserve to get in. Yeah. Unless it's like a killer, like, I mean, I would even, I don't think Tickle Me Elmo's in, but those things were such a phenomenon right, that right. maybe those deserve like to get Hamilton. in. Right, the Hamilton of Broadway. <laughs> of right, Broadway. so maybe yeah. those deserve Which to get point? in a little earlier than... I'm not saying all... There's a pecking order of... I'm almost treating it like the Baseball Hall of Fame where you have to wait X amount of years to yeah. even be nominated, that kind of what stuff. What was Bingo? 15... Bingo was 1530, it says here. The year, 1530? Yes. Now, I didn't fact check that. How do we have record of that? I mean, I don't know. I honestly don't know, yeah, but it's... Yeah, yeah. You know, it's probably just like another gambling game. It's, it's hilarious how people like think dice are bad but cards same thing it's all just anything with numbers yeah you know essentially Mm -hmm. so okay then we heard from jenny robbins and it says thank goodness i had two surgeries going on at one time this morning i had to concentrate and the song daisy bell was washed out of my brain okay (laughs) then it says also chuck i'm older than you and i was playing connect four when i was a small child so at 45 plus years it's not a new toy Mm -hmm. jenny robbins episode 57 57 okay that's a good number. That is a good number. That's a good number. I didn't realize she was 57. Okay. So, yes, I agree. Uh, as I, We just went through that. Okay. But now here's the funny part. Now, we brought this up because we, of course, said get your entries in. Yeah. Now, we said you can either email wtfcpodnet at gmail.com or you can go to our website. Loyalittlespod.com. And just click on where it says contact us and we'll accept them that way. Now, this is kind of cute. Funny. <laughs> not funny. But we heard from Brian Moeller. I think he just randomly messaged me and he said, you know, look. This might be easier for you if you just create a Google document, you know, and I can help you do that. (laughs) He was the first one to reach in. Okay. Yeah. Then we got other emails. Michelle Pendleton, episode 45. Hi, Chuck and Roxy. As you were talking about the Toy Hall of Fame contest, I thought it would be much easier for you if you did a Google form for the entries. You could put the link for the form on your website or in the show notes. Or depending on what your website will allow, you could even embed the form. Dina's already on it. Oh, hmm. For the entries that have already come in, you could just manually enter the choices into the form as you get the emails. Why in the world would I suggest this? Well, 
When people do a Google form, the answers can be dumped into a spreadsheet. Once the contest is over, you can sort the results on the spreadsheet, which would be the fast way to see if anyone got all three, two of the three, etc. If you haven't made a Google form, I know Dina Damascus is proficient <laughs> on them. Or I could make one. Have a great day. Oh. Michelle Pendleton, episode 45. Nice. Yeah, whatever. Good to know. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Uh, no. All right, here's the thing. Okay, I'm not good with Google Docs. Uh, Dina has tried many times. She's I like, I could probably figure it out. Oh, you could. I'm. We could both figure it out. This is Tony coming at you here from the Loyal Littles podcast. Oh. Well, I don't know. I kind of enjoy sifting through the emails because here's the other thing: a lot of people have been writing in with like their entries, but then also have some stuff to say. Right. Sure. Like, oh, P.S. My entries are this or whatever, you know, or they just say hi or whatever. I don't know. It's just so businesslike, <laughs> you know, and I, you, I don't mind like sifting through the email. I know I complain all the time. I have no time and I need an intern. I was just going to say So that. I'm contradicting myself. I totally get that. But, but this I also is the like exception, the, I guess. I don't know. It's almost like this is now is, are we really coming to that where now I feel like getting an email is like getting snail mail? I feel like. As opposed to just doing these things in a Google form where they don't even have to say hi or you know, I whatever. feel like you think this podcast is like a mom and pop. You know what I mean? Like uh, no, I don't. You, and me, you don't. <laughs> no, what do you mean a mom and pop? Meaning like we're not some corporate type of podcast where no, we've got all of these. We're like a mom and pop shop. Like well, we, I don't know. I'm also thinking like in two you months. You like the personal, the personal touch, touch and things well, like and you that, know, which gotten, I think is a good thing. Yeah, we've gotten compliments on that. I I can't tell you how many times people have written back to me and said, yeah. "Hey, thanks for the sticker. Such a nice personal touch that you hand wrote the thank you note." But I do think there's a way to maybe simplify your life. Where you still have that element, but you can also have an element of simplicity and I guess. easy breezy, like no time at all. But like seriously, I mean, doc. how would would you like that if you, I just I could easily just print a message and copy it and just print it out and stick the slab of paper in there with the sticker. And I know, the, I know. We do do the. I think that's all fine. Yeah. I think maybe there's like a a choose pick and choose. Yeah, the situation. I get it. No, trust me, I get it. And thank you, Michelle. I'm just joking. I mean that, of course. And I've <laughs> Dina. She probably just rolled her eyes the yeah. first time she heard me say that. Yeah. And was like, you're such an idiot. You're such yeah. a dope. This could be so much easier <laughs> for you. And you're always saying you don't have time for this. Right. But there's some things that I do like. And sifting through the emails is kind of like in a month and a half when I'm yeah. going to have to sift through all these emails we got. I guess I'm kind of saying it might be fun. I don't know. I I'm not sure. I'll, I'll let you know in a month and a half when I'm cursing <laughs> that we have 150 entries to go yeah, through. Right. I mean, luckily, it hasn't been like the Final Four contest. Yeah, I mean, the, this is a seemingly simple process. It'll just be a little tedious. Yeah, but it's so. also like to see who's got what coming in. And yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to let's let's now get to the emails. I'm sure there's more of these coming up. But we heard from Roop Sharma, episode 48. He says, Chuck, the reason you are interested in Colorado is because you are a lemming. A what? I had no idea what that was. A what? It is a person who follows the will of others, especially in a mass movement, and heads straight into a situation or circumstance that is dangerous, stupid, or destructive. <laughs> now, I'm sorry. Oh, I don't gosh. think liking Colorado and rooting for them and liking Prime is dangerous or destructive. A little stupid, maybe. Maybe. Uh, I can say that. Maybe. But I don't think it's dangerous or destructive. So, all right, I get what he's saying, but... Yes, I'm following the masses. It's intriguing to me. Like, is it the masses? I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I maybe once he starts losing a couple games, maybe it'll I wear wouldn't off. call you a lemming. Thank you, Roxy. You're I welcome. Appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> this one's for you, Roxy. Uh-oh. Dear Roxy, I'm sorry Chuck is going on tour and abandoning you to hang out with a bunch of menopausal women. <laughs> 
<laughs> if you're ever feeling lonely, I could visit New York City oh. to hang out with Sydney, and oh. I'm sure she wouldn't mind having along you as a third wheel. Oh, so that I is the third see wheel. where I rate. Yeah, right? I okay. see where I rate. Seriously, <laughs> what's a guy got to do to get invited to a party? I know. Sid's parties are great. These Amtrak points I have aren't going to spend themselves. <laughs> Hook a little up next time. Eric Lonergan, episode four, as in only four hours away by train, ladies. Oh. All okay. Right. I'm not sure how I feel about okay. that email. Okay. Well, I at first I didn't know where it was going, and then I was like, oh, I see. Oh, I knew where it was I going. See where I, I see where I stand. Right. All right. Okay. All right. Speaking of Dean and Damascus, dear Chuxi... I'm sorry, dear Roxy and Chuck. Oh. I just realized that how New York City folks feel about the rest of the state, it's all upstate, is how I feel about the city. It's all the city. <laughs> Manhattan, Staten Island, Central Park, it really is all the same to me. Yeah. It's the city. Yeah. Which I disagree. Which might be as horrifying for you to hear as <laughs> it is for someone to call Albany upstate New York. Yep. So I am now at peace with this. It's just a matter of perspective. Yes. Dean in Damascus, episode 53. Yes. Well, I'm glad you're okay with it. Yeah. But no, yeah. I'm sorry. It's Manhattan is the city. Yeah, I mean. That's why the yeah, snobby people call them t tunnel dwellers is yeah. what they're called. Yeah. I mean, when I went to school, when I was I on Staten that, Island at Wagner, I wouldn't say I live in the city. I would say I'm on Staten Island. Right. But I think I have in the past used it interchangeably before and not really thought of anything yeah, of it. But fine. I mean, yeah, I mean, technically Manhattan is yeah. New York City. It's New York County. Right. So. Right. Okay. Yeah. Then we had Tony Beast in episode nine. One sink, two sink, blah, blah. That is dots. I'm like, he's like, sounds like a Dr. Seuss rhyme. One sink, two sink, three sink, four. Well, that's what I was thinking. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Linda and I are heading over to Nashville next month for some R&R and our oldest son's wedding. Well, congratulations, mm. oh, first amazing. of all. That's, yeah. that's very exciting. Yeah. We have rented an Airbnb, and I noticed that it has one big sink. <gasps> so the woman to whom I am related by marriage is a big fan of two sinks. But she will get a chance to see the other way Ooh. at the house what we've rented. Ooh. Tony Beeson, episode nine, Cincinnati, Ohio. P.S. The wedding is not in that Nashville, but rather the Nashville, Indiana version. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear the update on the sink. Yes, please, please do update mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. Okay. Roxy, this one's for me, but you have it. Yes. Chuck, I finally listened to the end of episode 259. I didn't mean to sound so angry. I need to learn how to use a sarcasm emoji. <laughs> that said, you really should not be amazed that Bob Barker could talk in front of a TV camera at age 77. It's not like someone that age could be leader of the free world. Oh, wait. I was not and am not mad at you. Please just don't be so shocked when old people can actually function, Ed. P.S. One of the things I like so much about Littles is that these smart and funny young people let me hang out with them, Ed. Yes. Well, I'm glad he clarified, and we're thrilled yeah. Yeah. that you're not angry with us. And hopefully yes. after today's episode... Your recommendation. Hopefully he's much happier now. Yes. I mean, he wasn't mad, so that's yes. good. That's good, good to know. Good. Okay. Roxy, you got the next one, right? I do. This is from Bill Skidare, episode 253. Dear Chuck and Roxy, I enjoyed your live broadcast from La Cheeserie Night. Chuck's running commentary of the game was very well done. Play-by-play -play of a baseball game is every true fan's dream. One of the joys of your podcast is if you are a faithful listener, topics with a connection to one's life are a constant. You mentioned how much you enjoyed the pepperoni sandwiches at the county fair. Have you ever tried pepperoni rolls, the official state food of West Virginia? 
They are homemade rolls with pepperoni and or cheese and peppers baked inside them. They were created in north central West Virginia by Italian coal miners for their lunches. If you see Jennifer Gardner, a proud West Virginian, around the theater, ask her about them. I also heard how much Roxy enjoys interacting with the animals at the fair. I am extending an invitation for you both to attend next year's West Virginia State Fair in (laughs) Greenbrier County. They have barns dedicated to horses, cows, sheep, goats, chickens, pigs, and rabbits. You can stay at our vacation home in Greenbrier County. So there is no confusion. The house is in Ron, Ron Severte, <laughs> maybe, Greenbrier County, and not at the resort. It was the house my wife grew up in. It is less than three miles from the fair and 12 miles from the resort. I can take you to the resort for lunch and shopping. Keep well and continue the great work. Bill Skidare, number 253. Now, you've had pizza rolls, right? Not... Well, not, not like rolls. that. They're like strombolis. Oh. Yeah. That's what he's saying. He's saying that these come with pepperoni and or cheese and peppers. Yeah. You know what the weird part was is I like peppers. I don't. It's not my go to, but I'll, I'll mm. eat peppers on pizza. On pizza, but not like but in a roll. I don't think I would like them in a roll. That's so stupid. I think but I would enjoy that. Yeah. I don't I know. Sounds good, though. Yeah. All right. Then we heard from Ritz. Ritz is not happy. <laughs> Dear Chuck and Roxy. <laughs> wow. I feel so unseen. I feel like we need dramatic background music here. Yeah. I understand that Sid has her piano and Simon has his microphone, but you guys had a whole discussion about the Toy Hall of Fame and failed to mention that the lovely wife and I were there only two weeks ago on our way to Lechiserie Night in Syracuse. Well, here's the we thing. We did talk about it, though. I, I, we probably... Did we say he was at... Yeah, I think I mentioned that he was at... I mean, we didn't like go, not the last episode, but no. maybe the episode before that. The episode leading and up here's to the cheese arena. I can't keep track of everything that you do, Ritz. I know, I mean, you're on, everywhere. You're everywhere. So he says, let me tell you, the Strong National Museum of Play is a phenomenal museum. We were there for over five hours. Exhibits that ranged from toddler toys to video games and everything in between. So many classic toys and games that brought back a flood of childhood memories and also childhood disappointments for those games that I wanted as a kid, but my parents never got me. They even had an arcade of classic pinball and video games. And yes, as many of the littles in Syracuse asked, we definitely stopped to pay homage to Sand in the Toy Hall of Fame, class of 2021. (laughs) Our pre-Lachiserie night tour also included a visit to Jamestown, New York, to see the National Comedy Center and Lucy Desi Museum. Oh, yeah, that. They said that was incredible. Really? Mm -hmm. With a stop in Letchworth State Park. I'm sure I butchered that. (laughs) On the way home from Syracuse, we went to Ithaca, Binghamton, and Scranton, PA. It was an exciting and exhausting few days. Loved your call of the game-winning hit on the Cheeserie Night, but I thought we should give credit to Danny Mendick, who was (laughs) up with the New York Mets earlier this summer (laughs) for stroking the walk-off hit. Yeah. And by the way, Sid, we went on an Alaskan cruise last month. Happy to tell you more about it. Love you guys. Ritz, mildly popular, third wheel, slightly better than a monkey. Mm-hmm. All right, what's next? All Roxy? right, next we heard from Michelle Pendleton, episode 45. Hey, Chuck and Roxy. So I'm driving home from a school drop-off when I hear Roxy excitedly say, a cricket, to Chris Suma, episode 263, and Chuck spluttering in confusion and bewilderment. I was laughing so hard as Roxy tried to explain the magic of the cricket to no avail. A Cricut is one brand of cutting machine, and yes, Chuck, there are several brands out there. I happen to be a silhouette girl myself, but I understand the love for the Cricut. I've had cutting machines for at least 17 years. 
How do I know? I got one when my oldest child, a masculine child, was a baby. You tell the machine what shape you want it to cut, and it does it for you. And you can cut so many materials, fabric, paper, sticker, sheets, adhesive vinyl, think wall decals, heat transfer vinyl, names on the backs of jerseys. Some people even cut thin cork or faux leather on them. You have definitely seen the results of a cutting machine beyond your wedding gift. The insert of the holiday ornament I made for you printed on transparency sheet and cut on my silhouette machine. The white circle behind the logo adhesive vinyl cut on my silhouette machine. The letters on the white circle, more adhesive vinyl, cut on my silhouette machine. Roxy, cutting machines are awesome and amazing, and I can hear your crafting heart when you were talking about the cricket. Once you get that house with more space than the one-bedroom New York City apartment, you definitely need a craft space with a cutting machine. And yes, because I'm a silhouette girl, I'm going to say cutting machine, not cricket. I know that this email is much too long, but this was totally in my wheelhouse. <laughs> I'll attach a few pictures of a few things I've done with my cutting machine so Chuck can see more of what these fabulous machines can do. Have a great weekend. Michelle Pendleton, episode 45. Chuck, I honestly think if you see this, when you see this, you're going to like wanna do want to do one. You're going to want to do some research and you're going to want one. Maybe. It was like the laminate well, machine. Well, you showed me our you pointed out in our bedroom yes. the picture that we got for the wedding yes. gift and I was like, "Oh, okay, yes. I just didn't know that's what it was called." Mm-hmm. And yeah, they, So she made that on her Cricut machine, but I understand Michelle saying because I didn't realize that there were I'm different silly kinds. for thinking yeah, that silhouette. there weren't, but yeah, so silhouette sounds really nice. Well, yeah, I mean I'll it's have to look that up. And if you can cut all those things, that sounds yeah. pretty great. You know? We could make jerseys. I know, Maybe right? Maybe that's my uh, next project. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> she did finish another monkey. I did. We're going to send it to Tony, I think. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right, we're going to end with this because we're out of time. Okay, this says, Hi, Choxie. <laughs> Thank you so much for the gift bag. All the great merchandise. Now, this is from, I should have started. This is from Rick Franzosa, episode 252. Mm-hmm. This, he got his prizes for naming the tune. Yes. Okay. It says, the best gift, however was the one that was autographed by Tony. I thought the signature was unusual, and I could not identify the object. Finally, my wife said, looks like a piano key, (laughs) to which I said, oh, that That Tony. Oh, no. (laughs) But he sounds excited. He goes, then he wrote, I have a piano key. Rick Ranzosa, 252. (laughs) That's funny. So, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, we still have some of those signed Tony Beeson we piano sure do. keys. Episode nine. So I thought that would be a really cool part of the gift bag. Yeah. You know, so I threw one in there. <laughs> and I feel bad now. But no. Anyway, I love that his wife was like, um, that's piano key dope. <laughs> that's basically what she was probably <laughs> yeah, saying. Yeah, right. But anyway. Right. <laughs> well, glad you enjoyed the gift bag though. And uh get your Toy Hall of Fame entries, entries in. Because the prize is even gonna be better than that. Yes. So get your decent entries. They're in. going to be decent. Oh, they're better than decent for that. That's one of our big contests. That's like the final four. Yeah. That's like. It'll be fun. The name, the tunes, and, you know, how many emails does Roxy have on her phone? We won't go there right now. But those kind (laughs) of things, you know, those are the smaller little ones. They're still good prizes, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. All right, Roxy, that's all the time we have. We got to get out of here. All right, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. Go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. Everything you need to know is over there. Don't forget to get those entries in either via our website or our email address, wtfcpodnet at gmail.com. And who knows? Before you know, maybe there'll be a Google, what do they call? A Google Doc. Google Doc, maybe. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Probably not. 
Not for this. Our Google form. Google. See, you know, we don't even know what they are. How can we I create them? I don't know. Them? I know what they well, look here's like. here's the thing. We've got multiple people willing to try to help yes. us. So that's nice. That's very nice. <laughs> uh, we appreciate it. But anyway, also don't forget, if you do listen to us on Apple and iTunes, go over there and give us a nice rate and review. We really appreciate that. And it does help. Yes. And as Adam Ferrara says, please go tell 582 of your friends. Yes. And maybe they'll tell 582 of their friends. And we'll and all be it'll happy. Just keep it'll going. be great. Mm-hmm. And Roxy, if you need a book, go to Aaron'sBooks.com. And if you need self care, go to ModernSelfCare.us. Good job, Chuck. I know she's. I always say self help. Yeah. Instead of self care, <laughs> I mean, and then we have know. to re-record it. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't know that, but no. I always say that. Yes. Self care. Yes. Yes. Okay. But of course, the most important thing is don't forget to use that code, which is LLPod. And. In, in the appropriate position yes. of on the website of where you use it. Yes. Okay. Now, the other one we also want to make sure we plug is the concert on October 14th, Capital One Hall in Tysons, Virginia. Make sure you go to werockcancer.org and get your tickets there. And really, really important to get 20% off of your ticket price, make sure you use our code. Choxy. C-H-O-X-Y. Y. Choxy. Yes. Okay. Make sure you do that. And remember, as always, if you are out shopping online tonight, don't forget to use the code. Thanks, Tony. Bye. The bucket list is complete. Don't you cry one single tear.
The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. I was at Fenway Park when he was there the first time. Oh, yeah.